Hey everyone, welcome to the Delta Flyers with Tom and Harry as we journey through episodes of Star Trek Voyager. Your two hosts along this journey are my fellow Voyager actor, who also appeared as himself in the 1997 film Trekkies, Mr. Robert Duncan McNeil, and myself, your favorite forever ensign, Garrett Wong. Remember, you can get the full version of this podcast by signing up to become a patron at patreon.com forward slash the Delta Flyers. Trekkies. Yes. Hey, we almost war particled that. We totally did. Just talk about that for a second what did what, how did that happen do you i remember don't the... remember were you in trekkies <laughs> no did you... no really? i wasn't no i was not i do here's what i remember i remember that i was at a convention i want to say it was in boston yeah. i'm gonna say it was in boston okay i'm actually gonna say that say it was it. in boston say it <laughs> i was in boston for a convention and i remember them they were doing some filming for the documentary trekkies and right. they said hey uh, would you, after your signing or after your panel, would would you be willing to come over and just talk to the documentary crew? And I was like, sure. And the yeah. person that said this was the producer or Denise Crosby or who was I it? I think that it said might have been you? Denise and the producer. I oh. think they may have come over to the signing table and said, hey, we're yeah. filming a bunch of stuff for this documentary sure. about conventions and mm-hmm. and Star Trek fans. And would you want to talk for a minute? Yeah, it wasn't scheduled. It wasn't a big deal. And I just went over between maybe my panel and the signings later or something. Yeah. Did a little interview. So and that was it. Yeah, that's that was it. Do you even remember what you talked about at all? I have no idea. Thank you. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> well, <laughs> speaking of Star Trek fans. Yeah. We do have to uh, announce some winners to a costume contest, but let Our... us first talk about what episode we're going to be watching right okay. now. Yes. What, what is the episode? Yes. This episode that we will be watching today is Virtuoso. So Virtuoso ah, is the episode. Yes. And uh, so without further ado, let's get right to the winners of this costume contest. We received quite a few submissions. Yes, we did. Or Amazing stuff. Contest. Yes. So fun to look at all the creativity. And, and, and uh, we it, just, was, it was really fun. It, really fun. But we just want to say right off the bat, for those of you who are not honorable mention or winners, please, you know, submit in the future. We loved all your submissions. It was very, very difficult for us to make this decision. There are so many good ones. I mean, if we could have said tied for first place, nine first place winners in each category, we, we would have loved to have done Everybody's that. a winner that participated. Everybody, yeah, honestly. definitely. Everybody is a winner. Thank you for making uh, a smile and yeah. sending in such great stuff. It was really awesome. Yeah. So right. we're going to go through all the categories that we, uh, that, that we were competing with. Yes. And we've got some honorable mentions in each category. And then we've yeah. got our winner. So uh, yeah. The first category is the cutest costume. Cutest. All right. So who's your first honorable mention for cutest? First honorable mention is submitted by Kellen. Grace is her daughter, and she dressed up as Captain Janeway, or as she calls her, Captain Jane J. Let's clarify. This is her four-year-old daughter. (laughs) She's got the bun of steel going on. Uh, it's amazing. It's an amazing, she's got her coffee cup, her Janeway coffee cup. And of course the Janeway uniform with her pips and she's adorable. So congratulations to Kellen and her four-year-old daughter, Grace for honorable mention on that one. Thank you to Eric Martinez for 
his submission of his mm -hmm. family, which is basically himself, his wife, and their two kids in Star Trek costumes. So that is yet another cutest mm -hmm. honorable mention. And it looks like Eric, by the way. Eric yeah. is in a TNG style costume. It yes, looks like. uniform. Yes, a uniform. And then his family are all in the original series uniforms. It looks like. Yeah, yeah, I think yeah, they're I all think sort the, of different versions. I, yes, Trek. I think his wife is in the the TOS um, uniform, but I think the kids are in the reboot, the JJ Abrams 2008 yeah. reboot uh, uniform. So, they're adorable, yeah, amazing they so family. Cute. I love mm -hmm. the photo. You all look great. Thank you. Honorable mention to the Martinez family. Yes, and the cutest, Robbie and I both agree, the cutest winner submitted by Maxine Bradley is Odin, the Norwegian forest cat, or Ensign Odin, of course, complete with his very own kitty version of the Delta Flyer. And I, oh my I gotta say, if you don't think this is cute, you are not breathing. You are not alive. There's no way. How can you not? Oh my goodness! Odin is in a in a uniform with pips and a com badge, and the oh Delta Flyer little cardboard model is amazing with yeah. all the graphics. Uh, Maxine, thank you for the yes the submission, and this is our cutest winner. Odin. Yes. Okay, so our next category is most creative, and I will talk about our honorable mention, and Robbie will talk about our winner. So our honorable mention for the most creative category submitted by Courtney Lucas is Quinn, the Borg dog. Oh my gosh. And I got to say, that is, that's a handmade costume. It has a handmade Borg costume. I love what? the thing that goes over the head with the the yeah. little flap that comes down yeah. for the Borg yeah, eye the Borg piece. piece. My gosh, yes. Borg green. And and for Courtney to get this cute Quinn, the Borg dog, to sit still <laughs> sit for this still photo and, and not, not jump off yes. the couch. I don't know which, what process was used in, in making amazing. this cute little dog sit like that, but good job. Good job. Great. All right. And our most creative winner is... Dyka Hoffman and her costume and makeup is the Delta Flyer in an inside a nebula. So she's got a Delta Flyer model on her head. Yes, attached to her head. Attached to her head. And then she has she's wearing sort of a nebula shirt yeah. and a scarf. And she's painted her face with face paint to uh to look like a nebula and she yeah. and she has a, a backdrop of a nebula behind her so it's it is a nebula she's she is a living nebula she with is. a little delta flyer there very creative so impressive uh great job so Dyka. impressive most creative winner yeah okay. congratulations okay okay and next is our most realistic costumes and we'll start with the honorable mention here it is jeremiah brown for his Klingon makeup, hair, the wig, the costume, all of it really well done. I know the Klingon makeups, I've seen them at conventions before. They sometimes can be amazing and sometimes can be a little off. This is wonderful. Very realistic. The makeup looks great. Jeremiah, congratulations for your honorable mention as a Klingon and most realistic. The most realistic winner is submitted by Ben Branham, their teenager, Trid Branham's submission to the contest, dressed up as Doll 
from Star Trek Prodigy. So good. Really, really good. Facial paint. The hair is very similar, if not exactly. I mean, I'm not sure if the hair was always like that or if it was actually shaved to look like that. But boy, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. The face paint. And this is hard to do to take. Yeah. Um, you know, an animation character mm-hmm. and bring it to life like this is mm-hmm. really hard to do. So yeah. I love the photo. I love the smile on their face. Uh, yeah. It's just, it's a great, it's a great costume. Great and the, war- yeah, the wardrobe too matches as well. Yeah, so the good wardrobe job. matches. I, I went on and just looked at this again. I, I Googled some images yeah. of, of doll and just yeah. every detail is perfect. So yeah. great, great, great job. Really good. Well, yeah. congratulations to all of our winners and our honorable mentions. Thank you so much for participating in our Halloween costume contest. I think the turnout, or not the turnout, but the participation by the fans for this contest, I just want to applaud everyone who did send in their their um, photos for this contest. They did a great job, and I think we can make this a regular segment. Maybe. Oh, this would be great. I'd love yeah. to see. They're so creative, yeah. the, the Star Trek fans. So mm-hmm. that'd be a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, good. All okay. right. All right. Well, let's go watch Virtuoso. And for all of our Patreon patrons out there, please stay tuned for your bonus material. We're back from watching Virtuoso. Yes, we are. I'm feeling very musically inclined right I now. I know. I know yeah. how you like music and singing. I so love a is, musical. Yeah. And this was the closest I think we get. This is to it. To a musical. To a musical. This is the closest. Yeah, this yeah, right. is the one. This is our musical episode. Okay. Yeah. So let's start right off the bat yes. with our poetry synopsis, synopses, and I will begin with my haiku for Virtuoso. Okay. Komar has no tunes. Doc performs for the masses. Tinku has no need. Oh, ouch. That ouch. hurts the end of that. Yeah, poetry. Yeah, and I, Sometimes you know, and I poems end with a with a little bit of pain, with a bite, with a and bite. That one did. Yeah, yes. and I matched. If if you notice, my first verse was Komar has no tunes, and it ended with Tinku has no need. Like that. So I kind of I had a little parallel, did a little going echo on. there. Nice. I did. I did. Nice. Okay. All right. I'm waiting for this limerick. Here we go for the limerick for virtuoso. The Komar are delighted by the doctor's singing voice. When he performs, they all enthusiastically clap and rejoice. The adoration goes to his head. If Janeway's looks could kill, he'd be dead. Determined to stay, but Doc 2.0 took away the choice. Oh, oh wait, get it? wait, yes, yes. But yes. choice rhymed with what? What were the words that you rhymed choice with? Singing voice and voice rejoice. and rejoice. Oh, yes, they he had a singing voice and they clap and rejoice. Doc two but point oh Doc took 2. away 0. the choice. Yeah, yeah. good job. Thank nice. you. Yeah, Thank you. Thank I like it. Okay, so this episode was written by Rafe Green and Ken Biller. I was right. You were right. I got that about, right. You got a half fifty. I got fifty percent right. You got, yes. <laughs> Uh, yeah. And directed by uncle Les Landau. Oh my gosh. Which I was shocked. You didn't I, think he was there. I that didn't long. think he came back, but he did that, that. My memories. I think he even directed in season seven to be perfectly really? honest. Yes. Because so. 
he just would he showed back up again at least, He's so at least good. once per season. Yeah, we love him. So yes, love him. Okay, our guest stars Kamala Lopez Dawson plays Tinku, the love interest. Her very first job was on the 1980s TV hit Miami Vice. Oh goodness! She started in Miami Vice in 1986. She must have been a kid. She, she played, was a baby. She I think the- she was from Miami actually. Right. Kamala Lopez Dawson. I think she was from Miami, uh, got cast in Miami Vice, which shot in Miami. In the yeah. 80s. And uh, maybe she so, was playing the young baby of a Colombian drug lord. Or something maybe like that, something like know, that. Some, yeah. Mm-hmm. Ray Zifo, Shifo. It's X I F O. I don't yeah. know how to. Uh, I like, I like Shifo. I like Shifo. That way. Yeah. Shifo. Okay. He's a, a, a Barca, is the character. He's the one that was really grumpy. In sick bay in the first yes, scene. Yes. Uh, his very first job was on a TV movie called Hard Hat and Legs, 1980. <laughs> what? Yes. Wow. Um, <laughs> we have two other uh, actresses uh, playing the groupies. We have Marie Caldera mm-hmm. as Azen, and she was in Quantum Leap in 1990. Was her first job. I was in hmm. Quantum Leap. So wow. And the other groupie was Nina Magnuson as uh, Vinka. That's yeah. the girl that you talked to in the mess hall. That's and then she, right. Yeah. She became a groupie in the sick bay. Mm-hmm. Her first job was just the year before this, 1999, on a a WB show called Jack and Jill. Jack and Jill. I think it was like a soapy kind of show or something. Yeah. Mm. But um, the last guest star I want to talk about is Paul Williams yes. plays Koru. Paul Williams, I love. He's a composer. He started as a songwriter. I didn't know that. Yes, and wrote uh, so many hits. I, I don't even, you know what? I'm going to wow. have to look it up. I'm I a big not, fan I, of his. I did not know. I While know him I look, as an actor, but not as well, a composer. He's a composer. While Ooh. I look up some of his famous songs, I, I also want to say, he did a movie in the 70s called Phantom of the Paradise, which was basically Phantom of the Opera as like a Rocky Horror Picture Show musical. And I used to go see it as, at the midnight movies when I was in high school. I love Phantom of the Paradise. Paul Williams is is just uh, phenomenal. Did you and tell him that? Did you tell him that I when did. he came on set? Yeah? I did. What did he say? Uh, he was very, he was very pleased. You know, he knew, I mean, obviously he, he knows that, uh, yeah, that Phantom of the Paradise was a cult, cult classic, film, yeah. cult classic. Please go find it. Everybody. It's an amazing, <laughs> uh, an amazing movie. Oh, wow. Um, so Paul Williams wrote songs like, an old-fashioned love song. It's just an old-fashioned love, love song. That was him. He did Helen Reddy's You and Me Against the World. Oh, man. He wrote a big hit for Tiny Tim, Fill Your Heart. He wrote the Carpenter song, We've Only Just Begun. And, <laughs> Why did he, wrote, he even go into acting? I don't even. I mean, he had so much success. He, he wrote music? Rainy Days and Mondays, another Carpenter song. Oh, my goodness. And he wrote one of my favorites, Rainbow Connection, the Muppets song, <laughs> Oscar nominated from the Muppet movie. Um, oh, I yeah, he's, I mean, the list goes on and on. Uh, an extensive musical Paul resume. Williams, <laughs> I just want to save him to the end of mm. our cast because I'm a huge fan and was so excited. I wish he had done 
more in the episode because he's he's a great Agreed. actor yeah and uh happy to see him in the episode so that's all i got to say about paul williams for <laughs> very now very cool very cool yeah. it's always nice to see when someone has success in one field and they go into another field and yeah success super talented too. guy so super very talented. yeah he's he's uh he's a triple threat or quadruple and he's threat st- he's so. still alive he's still fabulous uh let me see how old he is now he's in his 80s now mm. um he is 82 years old right now Born in 1940. Yeah. Mm. But glad to see that he's still uh, with us and love Paul Williams. That's can't say enough about him. Right. Okay. Let's talk about the episode. Okie doke. All right. So we start in sick bay. Yes, we do. Where the doctor is treating some very finicky aliens. Abarka, is that his name? Is that what we're calling him? Abarka is the the, the main, most complaining guy. He's the complaining of all. The the captain, there was a captain's log before the sickbay scene where we learned that we've towed a damaged vessel. That's Uh, right. We're we're attempting to help them repair it. And the doctor is treating the Omarian crew, she said. Mm -hmm. They suffered some minor injuries. So we know we're helping some people. And in sickbay, we see the Omarians and they're all tiny. They're all they're... really short. <laughs> yeah. Like the doctor looks like some giant, mm-hmm. um, which I thought was an interesting casting idea, which is going to carry into lots of scenes here with, but this race of aliens are pretty short. Yeah. They're, all of them looked under five feet to me. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was interesting. It was. Yeah. I love the the part where, one of the, I guess it is Tinku, is talking to the doctor like he's a child. And she's really <laughs> slow talking, going, we want to see your captain. <laughs> then, and then the doctor imitates her slow talking back. Yes. He's, he's very annoyed. So He, uh, he is. Yeah. My, and then Janeway shows up. Yes. And she's apologizing to them for not being as advanced as they would prefer us to be basically they're complaining to her that the doctor may not be the right person to treat them yeah. and she's saying that well he's the best that we've got so that's well, what you'll have to and, deal and with and they're like we're not used to interacting with inferior species yeah they're just so rude <laughs> they really are and I but they don't know the- they're rude that's no. the funniest thing they have no, no clue right no. so and the best is janeway's look when she leaves the scene when she leaves she, she looks- rolls those eyes like oh, great like faces no other <laughs> and she says that she she leaves. She goes, well, try to bear with our deficiencies just a little bit longer, yeah. which I love. I do love that as well. Well, the doctor goes over to, I guess, what is a workstation to prepare yeah. some hypo sprays and some yeah. medicine for these aliens. It looks like they have plasma burns or something going yeah. on. You know, they've got yeah. some injuries. And then he starts singing a little ditty right there. Right? He starts so humming the- first. He's humming. And he's humming, I've been working on the railroad. On the railroad, yeah. And... As soon as he starts humming, I love what Les Landau did. He cut to each of the characters and their heads turned really quick. Like their heads <laughs> snapped over as soon as he's humming. Yes. And they're just in trance. And then he starts singing the tunes. Yeah. And they say, do that again. <laughs> <laughs> they're just, they can't believe what he's well, doing. first they ask, what is that? And he's yes. like, oh, it's a hypo spray. He's like, no, no, what is that? What you're doing with your voice? And then you're right. They're mesmerized. And he goes, him. singing. I'm just singing. And they go, do it again. <laughs> <laughs> it was so funny. Very and that's funny. how we go out of the first scene. Yeah. 
That's great. Yeah, we're out of there. Uh, oh, actually, we come back after the credits and we're still in sick bay. And the doctor is singing again. He's, he's but continuing. Now to he's sing. like he's projecting. Oh, oh he's, my gosh. He's, he's performing going big. now. He's going yes. big. Yep. And he's all in. And they just don't even know what music is. They don't know what what is the purpose of music. They, and the doctor is giving them a crash course, music 101 or melody 101. And he's teaching yeah. them all the things that they need to know. And basically he tells them it's it's for recreations because they think it's it's some type of um, you know, some type of code, like you're 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 encoding something, you know, using yeah. this type of because uh, their whole society is based on mathematics. It's all about yeah. equations and, and numbers and formulas. And so yeah. they're confused. They don't understand yeah. that this can be just for enjoyment purposes only. They're mm-hmm. shocked by that, but they love it. They can't get enough. Mm-hmm. I love in this scene when it opens and he's singing, doctor singing really big. He sort of moves through the sick bay and it pans across them watching. And then he sort of leaves the frame and he's singing off camera. And then he pops back in at the very end for the final <laughs> moment. Yeah. It was very well shot and staged. It, could, it just made me laugh. It was yes. very funny. Yes. And uh, even the angles, like when he's they're gathered around him mm-hmm. and he's telling them, trying to explain what music is. And because they're short, they're much shorter than Bob. Mm-hmm. He looks like he's surrounded by like, you know, like he's a hero surrounded yeah. by these fans and he's, you know, a foot taller yeah. than all the rest of them. It was just good low angles. I thought this whole scene was shot really well. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. We have a exterior space shot of yes. Voyager approaching the Comar planet. Looks pretty cool. There's also a captain's log supplemental and the Comar mm-hmm. have invited us to visit their system because it is now no longer closed to outsiders. Because Apparently of because of the singing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Apparently, because of his singing, uh, <laughs> now open door policy for him to come. Yeah. I love the the space shot because there's these space stations. I thought about Deep Space Nine. It kind of looked like yes, DS Nine station mm. a little bit inspired. Yes, uh, but lots of them and lots of space traffic. So oh, they're tons. clearly very very advanced. Mm-hmm. And then we cut on the bridge and we see the view screen where you know Paris is steering navigating us through this traffic and we see that on the screen and everyone's just amazed we haven't seen anything quite like this before mm-hmm. uh, yeah. yeah we're being hailed by mm-hmm. tinku who introduces all of us to prelate karu like, mm-hmm. at least that's what i got his name to be karu yep. and that is our our um actor paul williams there yeah see him for the first time and robbie's very excited. I got excited. Paul. I was very excited. And then <laughs> yeah. I remembered this episode. Yeah. Then I saw So when going, you saw him, you had no clue he was in this episode, right? Mm-hmm. Then you realize, oh my God, it's him. It's yeah. him. I remember being in the mess hall with him. Yes. I remember talking to him. Mm-hmm. Yes. As soon as he popped in, many things came back. Yeah. Um, yeah. He talks to Janeway. Janeway, mm-hmm. uh, well, essentially he he wants to borrow, or he's I don't know if he even asked to borrow. He says we would like to have your technology of your doctor we would like to have your 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 hologram <laughs> Tech, mm-hmm. we'd like to have it you know you, you can give this to us and and or at least we ha- would like to have him perform and Jamie is like well what what if we just have a recital we can have a recital on the ship you guys can come up here and and listen to his music him singing and they're very excited about this they're yeah. they're beside themselves so they do show up and we are now in the mess hall mm-hmm. and the doctor is giving a recital and he yes. sings the first song, and they're so into it. They he's love singing it. opera. 
Mm-hmm. And it's it's a beautiful it's a Verdi opera. I forget which one it is, but it's uh, yeah. it's he's singing a beautiful opera. I, I think that was Bob's voice. I think mm. that was Bob that sang it. Do you know if I did he have know. a singing double or because it was really like yeah. sounded trained that operatic. sounded like him. But then yeah. later, the opera in the concert hall did not sound like him. Like yeah. I, I wasn't sure. I, I it was difficult for me to make that. I think it's him. I'm going to, I would, I would yeah. bet that it's him. Okay. Um, but he sings this opera song. And then uh, when he finishes, our crew starts clapping and they look around. They don't know what applause is. And then they start doing awkward clapping, <laughs> which I thought was cute. And then he gives a little history lesson about the Verity opera. And yeah. then uh, he makes some joke about, going off on a tangent, tangent and they a math laugh. joke and they right. think that's hilarious. Oh, they love it. No one else in Starfleet thinks it's funny, but yeah. all the visitors do. Yes. Mm-hmm. Math jokes are hilarious. And then he introduces <laughs> Harry and the Kim Tones. Right. He talks about jazz, another version yes. of music. And he wants yeah, a different uh, kind of music yeah, different type now, of music. <laughs> and so Harry comes out to play the clarinet with a jazz ensemble which I didn't realize we had such great musical talents. We had I know. so many I, I totally professional about musicians yes. on the on the crew. Yes. Uh, I think there yeah. needs to be a Harry Kim in the Kim Tones t-shirt. I think yes, that would be very does. fun. That's funny. Yes. We haven't yes, had a Harry Kim shirt that's yet. Funny. Right? We, we, that's funny. Yeah. So that would be a good one. Um, but the, the sad part is they don't like it at all they're no, not into it they hate it no and then abarka after talking to karu karu whispers abarka and abarka says we wish to hear the doctor like very loud bring back the doctor bring back the doctor yeah and yes. he's just just and you know paris is now whispering to the doctor like look they're dying out there yeah they're dying and it's so weird in that one shot nowhere else in the scene you can see it's like more there's more from the angle i can see like eyeliner because like they would put eyeliner on us on you? Just to, well both of us we would get a little bit of something there right yeah and so i'm talking about on on paris you can see oh really can, in, yeah from that shot but nowhere else no other shot in this episode do you see it but it's heavier on that just that one shot where you're telling the doctor hey they're they're dying too much makeup yeah. well it, it looked I like hated. You, you were about to go up and do punk rock or something well, i like feel that. like they sometimes put more makeup on us human characters than you would normally put on an actor on a tv show yeah because of the prosthetic actors yes. that if we had no makeup and they had prosthetics it would make them it look would make them even look way garish yeah. yes yeah so yes. sometimes they went he- they always went heavier than i liked with more foundation or whatever they did yeah that pancake I makeup. Would have been... but do you they did do eye stuff on you too though sometimes right? they yeah. did they would not put... always but sometimes yeah so yeah. anyway in that one scene that's what that's my note i'm like man you really see the eyeliner well it's i was dressing heavy. up for the, our visitors you were doing <laughs> i was getting you dolled you're getting dolled up for them is what yeah. you were but thank you you saved my my bum because you yes. convinced the doctor to get up there and he starts he starts singing to the tune that we were playing. Yeah, he they says, pick up the again. tempo, pick yeah. up the tempo. And then he starts singing that old Black Magic yeah, is yeah. the song. And yeah. now they're now that he's singing, they love it. They love. <laughs> so sorry, Harry. <laughs> I know. That's really so sad. sad. Yeah, I thought you were great. I was enjoying I, just the, thank you. the instrumental version. I didn't need I the doctor it. to sing it. I appreciate that. But it was nice. Um, <laughs> so that's a big, that's a big hit and yeah. a little... We kind of dissolve into later in the mess hall. Mm-hmm. We find Paris 
explaining rock and roll that they should, if they like music, like he starts talking 20th century. Mm -hmm. uh, And then they ask, well, does the doctor sing that? I think Paris says, no, I don't think the doctor sings rock and roll. Does Chakotay say anything at all? Or is it just you and and a bark? I think it's just me talking. I think it's just Paris talking about rock and roll. Yeah. But as soon as they find out that the doctor's not going to sing rock and roll. Or he doesn't like it. They doesn't like it. it. They're like, we don't know. He literally just walks away. I know. It's like, like, he doesn't even care. (laughs) He just walks right away. Yeah. And then we find Harry talking to uh, a young Komar woman. Yeah. Vinka. That that would be Vinka. Yeah. Yeah, She comes up and she goes, oh, you're one of the musicians, aren't you? And Harry has this look like, oh, I might get a little action here. Kind of. He looks like he's going to. Yeah. He feels like he's. He's I don't know make... why. Why does Tom get this reputation of being the womanizer when Harry is definitely <laughs> Harry is definitely the womanizer. All right. He's the one, you know, any new alien walks on. He's like, hi, nice to meet you. What do you, what do you yeah. What can I tell you? Let's talk. Yeah. But you're, you're flirting with a cute uh, blonde yeah. uh, all she, woman. All she wants is to meet the doctor. She wants yes. Harry to introduce her to the doctor Poor Harry. <laughs> Uh, Janeway's looking for the doctor and she congratulates him on his performance. Yeah. And then the prelate invites um, the doctor to come perform on his planet. So mm. everyone on the planet can hear this newly discovered thing called music. music. Yes. And the doctor's flattered and uh, the doctor says, well, you'll have to arrange the details with my representative. His agent. Now he's got an agent. Yeah, Janeway uh, definitely notices that uh, the doctor is getting a little full of himself, starting to get a little too into this. She's, it begins she's, here. Yes. Yeah, she's clocking it. Yeah, she is. We go to engineering next. Right. They're they're looking at the La Scala Opera House. Yes, plans. yes, that's right. Because yeah. he wants to re- the doctor wants to reproduce the background used in a production of Pagliacci at the Teatro della Scala which is Earth's most famous opera house. And this is sort of a continuation of a conversation back in the mess hall where Tinku suggests that she can help the doctor make all the necessary modifications to the lecture hall to perform Mm -hmm. in instead of just a standard lecture hall. He wants to Mm -hmm. make it bright for the acoustics. And so now Mm -hmm. they're using um, Torres to help. uh, She's not into it. Oh, she's not. She's not. She, you know what's so funny? The the roles are like reversed. Usually it's the doctor with the little snappy little the comments. And, yeah, the attitude. Yeah. And man, Torres, your your darling Torres is just yes. giving it to the doctor I in every it. way. It's so funny. So the lines that I loved was when he says, I plan to segue from Don Juan to Rigoletto in the blink of an eye. And first of all, he uses blink of an eye in the line, yes. which is a prior a little yeah. Easter egg to a prior episode title, right? Um, he goes, it will be a triumph of, before he can finish of, that's when Torres says, arrogance and self-absorption. <laughs> <laughs> so um, Tinku does make a comment that the doctor's crewmates don't seem to appreciate his abilities. And this is the beginning of the doctor kind of thinking yes. about, well, you know, maybe I should go where I'm wanted, you know, it's yeah. his thoughts. I love when uh, when he's talking about the costume change and he tells Bellana to change his, uh, you know, adjust his program so his emitter can change his costume. <laughs> yeah. And she says, I'm an engineer, not a costume designer. Yeah. Which I love because like, that's the doctor's. That's the doctor's pattern of, of speaking, right? Yes, yeah. I loved so, it complete role reversal here and it was awesome i mean giving the doctor a little taste of his own medicine is always fun to watch 
And now we're backstage, and we go to plan. Uh, there's a planet shot first. Oh, there is a planet shot. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's a planet shot, and I want to say I felt like that was a recycled planet shot. I got that. That was a disappointment to me. I was like, I feel like we've seen this before. Like maybe they added a building here or there or something. But I, I, I would put money that that was. It felt old. It felt like it was something that had been used maybe even on TNG or something. Yes, it, it looked it just, very old. Yeah. It looked old to me. It looked mm-hmm. like old technology, even for us. Yeah. So, yeah, but anyway. I, I made the same note, and it was yeah. uh, it later because they use that same establishing. Yeah, shot they use it a couple to, times. Yeah, they a couple times. So I made that note in the later showing of it, and I thought, wow, they spent very little money on this one. <laughs> Whatever I, they I did, I think they literally <laughs> just took an old planet shot from. Yeah. I think either our show or a TNG or TNG, yeah, something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it looked recycled. Anyway, I yes. Agree. Now we we go backstage at the theater. Yeah, the doctor's nervous, and he's talking to Tinku. Tinku doesn't understand where these nerves are coming from, but she says, "Well, you know, I can adjust adjust those um, parameters to help you not feel those nerves." He's like, "No, no, just a little nervousness." And, um, you know, she says, okay, well, the show must go on. It's happening now. Let's go. And the curtain arises and he's greeted by a standing ovation, which is really nice. Usually that comes after your performance, but that's how it began. By the way, did you notice? So this set that is the theater, they only built the lower part of it. All the upper stuff is visible. All CGI, yeah. Mm -hmm. But... When I, as soon as I saw that theater, when he looked out of the curtain to peek the first time, I was like, oh my gosh, that's the set we used in the rock episode, Sunkati or whatever that episode. Sunkati? Really? Yeah. It's the same one. Which is coming up soon, I think. So they used it for two. Yes. They, they used built it for, it two for this. Yeah. And then they, they kept reused that, it. That whole thing. Cause I sat in that crowd watching the wrestling match or whatever for I did too. quite a couple days. Yeah. We yeah. sat there. Mm-hmm. So that was the same exact set. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, all right. But yes, the curtain goes up. Yes. Standing ovation. And then I don't think there's, is there any, you're not in the audience, right? Isn't it just, they even show, I don't think they show anybody from the yeah, crew. They do. They, yeah, they do. Do they? Yeah. Janeway's there. And I think Chakotay? Neelix is there. Chicote. I think I'm there too. Uh, you're at the last one. The very final one. I know that. You're sitting yeah. next to Neelix at that one. So I can't remember. Yeah. I, okay. I remember Janeway for sure. All right. Janeway for sure. Um, now we're on the bridge and Harry is talking to a crewmate when the ship switches to red alert out of the blue. Janeway comes over and asks Harry for status report. He says, Who are you talking to? Do you remember? No, just a what background what? actor. That yeah, she it. she would. I remember her face so vividly and I yeah. can't think of her name. And then yeah. I saw Tarek in the background. So it was mm-hmm. a nice moment up there. Yeah, it was a nice moment. Uh, but Harry did not order the red alert. No. And at that moment, Seven hails Janeway saying that she has found evidence that the Komar are attempting to sabotage Voyager. Yeah. And the captain yeah. says she's on her way. And, and now... And Harry says, by the way, when it goes to red alert before Seven even chimes in yeah. he says uh this command came from astrometrics Captain. right so it's like wait <laughs> seven can put the whole ship on red alert without the captain's permission like i'm just there's a theme here like seven's 
She's in charge she, um, down in Astrometrics. She yeah. has carte blanche. She can do anything she, she wants on the ship. Have, have we not established that yet? She can do she, and say anything she, she wants on the ship. She put this entire ship on red alert single-handedly without <laughs> anyone's permission. And then she calls the bridge for the captain and says, you need to get down here. Uh, oh, I know. And Janeway's like, and I'll be she, there right away. Oh, Janeway's like, I'm right there. Yes, ma'am. Yes, you know, yes I'll be, ma'am. I mean, I mean, yes, seven. <laughs> she, so she yeah. heads down there. But I thought that only the captain could put a ship into red alert. I had no That's clue. That's what I thought too. Yeah. And so now we now know seven somehow has the ability, ability to do the exact same thing. It's season six. This is what happens in season six. <laughs> seven takes over. It's I've, I've oh never seen God. anything like it. This it season. is insane. It's, it just I keeps happening. All these just, little, they're little things, Yes, but it would never happen for any other character. <laughs> anyway, uh, she goes down to Astrometrics and Seven says, she, says she's found some sabotage that the uh, Komar are trying to overload their comm system with irrelevant Our data. comm system. Yeah, our comm yeah. system. They're sending these this data to us and it's overloading our comm system with irrelevant data, she yeah. says. Right. And, and, and she tells us how much data. She says millions of terraquads of yes. irrelevant data. So she goes to show Janeway the irrelevant data and they look at it and it's all messages for the doctor. It's fan mail. Yeah. He's getting it. so much fan mail. <laughs> yeah. And and Janeway tries to explain fan mail. Right. Seven doesn't know what what is fan no. mail. So Janeway tries to explain it. There's a great camera move as she's doing that that sort of circles around the backside of Astrometrics. Yeah. And I really thought it was great. It was a nice, just uh, the scene breathed nicely. The camera moved nicely. It was yeah. a fun conversation about fan mail. So and it's just so interesting this, that we have this as a plot, you know, in an episode of on yeah. our show set in the future, which is kind of a parallel of our real lives um, when we're not in front of the camera. Yeah, I don't know if that was the intention of the writing of it, but it I don't think so. But I don't think so either. It, it definitely made me feel that way, though. I was like, oh, oh boy, yeah. Mm-hmm. Especially that scene that comes up a little bit later. So Janeway finds all of this very amusing, and uh, and uh, she she says to Seven as she's leaving, she says, "Just think, as personal friends of the Doctor, we're the envy of millions of Comar." <laughs> so like, Janeway's like. Look, we know this famous guy, so let's enjoy it. Why not? <laughs> Janeway is leaving because right before before that comment about, you know, we're friends of the doctor and yeah. everyone is now envious of us in the Komar system. She got a hail from Tuvok saying there's a security problem on deck two. And so she's on her way again. Mm-hmm. Deck two corridors. Uh, we have the Komar everywhere they're just all lined up trying to there's a huge queue there and tuvok he wants to refuse all further requests for transport from the surface janeway yes. agrees because this this is getting ridiculous yeah hundreds of komar yeah. inter- swarming the ship they're yeah. interfering with normal ship functions yeah and uh the captain agrees yes we should stop any any more visits right but, uh, and get everybody back to their planet. It's, yeah. it's and it's a funny scene. Oh, by the way, there's lots of extras that were all short. Again, like yes. I think we got every short extra in Hollywood for this scene because <laughs> there were they were all but, you know five feet or under. Yes, and they were all various ethnicities as well. Various yes. ethnicities of Komar, that is, and all short, all five yeah. footers or less. Yeah, or yeah. less. There mm-hmm. were yeah some. 
yeah. which I, th- I just thought was really a fun detail. And, <laughs> For and sure. uh, we hadn't done that before ever on the series, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so then we go into mess hall and we see, it's hard to know what we're looking at at first. Cause it looks like a mini doctor yeah. on a tabletop or something. Right singing and then all of a sudden the real as the camera pulls back a little the real doctor's head pops in and he starts singing a duet with himself and we reveal that it's a, a little card that's a hologram yeah. that will play a hologram of him singing yeah so he's got a little mini holographic emitter that he's signing and giving to them it was uh, very uh, funny. Very funny. I wrote down the doctor sings with his mini me replica. Yes. yes. And he's dressed like Hugh Hefner, basically. He's yeah, sitting he's there. He's in the bathrobe. <laughs> yeah, he's I in love his the bathrobe bath or smoking jacket, whatever you want to call it. And oh, this is probably my favorite scene in this whole episode. That's and he sits funny. there and he says, Please accept this eight by ten by four singing replica of me. <laughs> Very, I don't know. This is the best. Funny. And Neelix is acting like convention staff, right? Oh, yeah. One at a time. Please don't touch the doctor's mobile emitter. One at a time. You know, this is something that we've seen at conventions as well, you know, trying to manage the queue of act, of fans, trying to get an autograph from the actors. And my goodness, Janeway comes in to see this and, yes. and Neelix is excited. And he's like, look at this. This is so amazing. And, and Janeway just not happy with this and she kind of breaks yeah yeah she's heading up right up to the front of the the line line. the doctor says no captain you have to wait in line like everyone else and she says i'm not here for an autograph we need to talk and And her voice got so deep she's like yeah i am not not here here for an autograph (laughs) we need to talk i was like whoa she's pissed yeah she says Uh, that she's glad that he's enjoying himself but it it's getting a little excessive. And he says, well, he's just trying to ensure that first contact goes well. And Janeway comes back with, what does that include using replicator rations to produce miniaturized versions of yourself? And then he goes, no, 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 I would never do such a thing. The Komar have devoted an entire hollow processing plant to manufacture them for me. It's what he says. And Janeway's response when she says, I see is the best. She's like, I see. Oh, I loved it. She's great. Oh, Kate did such a good job with this. He also calls her Catherine in this. Oh my God. Uh, He says something like, well, you understand Catherine. Oh my God. She says, Oh, I wasn't aware we're on a first name basis. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and then she says something like, well, let me make it clear to both of you. Okay, because she says, should I call you? She goes, should I call yes. you maestro? And maestro? he's like, well, no, pl- well, oh, if you'd like, either is acceptable like that. And she goes, well, let me make this clear to the both of you after that maestro <laughs> yes. comment. Yes. Um, report to sickbay now. D- you're doctor, neglecting report to your maestro, duties. you're yeah. done. <laughs> doctor, report to sickbay. Such very a funny. good scene. Like, yeah, goodness. very funny. Mm-hmm. We go to sick bay. Paris is treating uh, Vinka and Azin. The doctor enters and uh, Paris hands it off to the doctor. He's like, They're, they seem to be fine. And uh, <laughs> the doctor starts to uh, check them out. And he yeah. realizes there's really nothing wrong with them, that they yeah. faked this sickness. So there's could- a ruse get into sick bay and now they're coming on super strong <laughs> and he is terrified and they back him up all the way over by his office and he eventually deactivates yeah uh, you know computer de- deactivate emergency oh medical God. program and he's out so classic very funny mm-hmm. it's a good scene on stage we go to the theater yeah. yes the theater we're in the theater the theater 
Oh, Tinku finds a doctor. Yes. And she has created a new music composition for the doctor to sing. Mm-hmm. And it is based on the intersection of two fractals. So it's a very complex mathematical complex, complex yeah. musical piece. Yeah. Some of the notes are beyond human range. Yes. And the doctor says, well, I, I can't do this. And she says, well, you know, you're not human and I can reconfigure. I can help you reconfigure your vocal processors. She says to him, why do you have to go? Why don't you stay here with us? And this is a scene where I really felt an honest emotional connection, just like the doctor was experiencing. Like mm-hmm. he, he's starting to fall for her. She's, yeah. you know, she really appreciates him. She says, yeah, you know, um, you know, why, why can't you stay here? He says, why well, I have to go there, my friends. And she said, they don't appreciate you like we do. Yeah. And, and then she, he also makes that comment. He says, well, not everything is a mathematical equation. And she says, well, what about this one? One plus one. Yes. <laughs> Which to she me wants- sounds like she's into the doctor. It sounds like absolutely. It and, and, th- and he believes that too. You can see his, his reaction to that. Yes. comment. Yes. So that sort of steals his nerves and he's ready to, to talk to the captain. He is now in Janeway's ready room and he's resigning his commission. He's yeah. not going to be the doctor on Voyager any longer. And, and she says, I thought this was just going to be harmless fun. Yes. But this is, this is uh, going too far. He says, mm-hmm. no, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for me to fulfill my dreams. Yeah. And then they get into a really heated scene. This was a they, long scene. Very long. And, and, and a really classic kind of star trek debate about humanity and Mm -hmm. about you know uh whether data was a you know android or Mm -hmm. or more human whether spock has human quality it's the classic a debate but it was a big deep one and i thought it was really really great he even says at one point well what if this what if i were harry and harry kim met an alien and wanted to say you'd let him go and he's very emotional in this scene. Yeah. Um, yeah. He argues that he's earned the right to be treated like any other crew member, just like Harry, if, if he's fallen in love. <laughs> and uh, and then she says something like, well, you know, fame is tempor- often temporary. Yeah. And he says, this isn't about fame. Yeah. In fact, there's a woman involved, is what he says. It's a woman, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then Janeway makes a comment in the scene at one point when, when he says it's about a woman where she says, wow, well, it sounds like you have everything you need. And I keep thinking about uh, Fairhaven and how Janeway <laughs> has been wanting a relationship and she's jealous that the doctors found it. Like it was a moment of she wants love too. And she's, yeah. she hears that he thinks he's found it and he's going to yeah. get it and she can't. And yeah, so it was very interesting. It is. But she ultimately gives in and says, as his friend, I'm not going to stand in your way. Yeah. As my, as your captain, I should decline your request to resign your commission, but as your friend, I'll let you do what you want to do. Yeah. Um, Exterior space shot of Voyager in orbit of the Komar planet. And then we're back in sick Bay where we have Tom Paris getting last minute instructions and reminders um, or like everyone's every, medical yeah, needs. Everyone's <laughs> medical needs are, are, are basically, yeah. And Tom's just like, dude, I know the drill. I've been assisting you for three years. And then I wrote a note, three years. Is that right? You've been assisting for three years now? Yeah. It didn't seem like it was been that long, yeah. but okay. Well, okay. since, uh, since All Kess right. left, right? Yeah, I suppose. Basically I became the nurse. Third year then. now. Yeah. 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 
Um, and then of course the doctor says, well, I thought of all people, you would be glad to see me go. And Tom says, well, who am I going to torment now? (laughs) (laughs) So yeah. So Tom's actually not happy that he's going to go. Yeah. It was a nice scene. It was a good scene. scene. And then we go to cargo bay and Mm -hmm. the doctor enters. And at first when he came in, because she was up on the platform, I didn't realize the staging of the scene, he looks super short. And I was like, oh my gosh, he's transformed himself into one of the <laughs> into aliens. Komar. The, the Komar, he's a short Komar alien. But then she steps down and I realized he wasn't <laughs> tiny funny. like that. But. Oh, speaking of which, I'm going to just reverse a little bit. In that debate in the ready room, yeah, Janeway at one point gains the higher ground by stepping up into that high upper yeah, area to look at, you know, and to make sure that she's more dominant in that debate. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. There was a lot of less did a lot of things with, you know, people up high and down mm-hmm. low and low angles and yeah. things. I really liked it. I yeah. thought it was visually very interesting, but the doctor goes in to talk to seven. He says he's downloaded 17 new chapters of her social lessons for her to study. <laughs> and seven is pissed in this scene she's she's not happy about the doctor she's leaving not I've, happy but she the way it was played to me was uh, it was almost as if that she was she was as if he was breaking up with her like as if yeah. they were in a in a committed relationship is the way it looked like to me and that yeah that i didn't think was the right way to play it personally so it just it was it, well it was such a yeah she played it so emotionally she's yeah. mad at him that he just wants attention and she yeah. brings up fan mail in yeah. the scene. Yeah. You just want more fan mail. And he says, well, maybe I, it, you know, that makes him feel like, you know, he's made of flesh and blood and uh, Tinku calls him and he's got to leave. Yeah. And, uh, and at the end she goes from like the, ang- one of the angriest I've ever seen seven yeah. to like this longing, this long close up on seven kind of, yearning for the doctor's exit it felt very romantic to me it in a way did, that but it didn't just... seem didn't seem justified right so you're agreeing with me then right yeah. it's it was like where is this coming from i mean if this is your mentor someone who's been helping you you can be upset but you can't get to the point where you're like how dare you leave me it should be yeah you're not heartbroken you should be like well I wish you well. You know, you've been my mentor. I yeah. I, I only wish for your happiness. And if your happiness means you want to stay on this planet, well, so be it, right? But yeah. instead, it it seemed like they were married. And he just told her, look, yeah. you know, I'm leaving you for another woman named Tinku. And every time he says Tinku, I'm waiting for him to say Tin Cup or something like that. I keep I thinking just, of Tintin, the cartoon, Tintin, the, yes. the animated movies, the Tintin movies. Yes, I remember those. But I, again, it, 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 this was an off um, scene for me it didn't it didn't play well for me i just didn't mm. understand it where where the motivation came from yeah um but yes he's he's drawn away because he gets a message he's hailed by tinku saying that she has a surprise to show him and he's thinking oh you know this is going to be something romantic something for my great my dear yes. yes he's he's so excited and guess what he shows up at tinku's lab and she has created a superior hollow matrix so mm-hmm. basically a hologram that's better than the doctor looks then, just like the doctor yeah. but it's got the it's, it's got, got the, the uh, komar ridges komar and everything ridges. yeah yes mm-hmm. yeah and she goes isn't this great you can stay on voyager yeah <laughs> she's like, she, <laughs> she, you're gonna love this i had a hard time watching any scene that she was in just because i kept staring at that one final little lower triangle on her little forehead i yeah. felt like i just wanted to put a green pea in it like just like, like <laughs> just put a little i just i'm sorry it bothered me um but yeah so the new hologram is 
a uh, work of art in, or a work of technology in that it can sing at these crazy, crazy, crazy octaves far above what any human can sing. So he does sing a little bit, but then he starts boasting about all his merits and the doctor just deactivates the new hologram. He just turns the whole yes. thing off. He's like, no. Yes. Mm-mm. He has polyphonic sequences and harmonic overtones and blah, blah, blah. I mean, he sh- turns them off. Yeah, yeah. And he says, music is much more than just mathematics. And that he, the doctor says, I'm much more than a program. And all of his, he says, all of my experience, all my passion yeah. that I've experienced goes into the mu- music. It's artistry. It's my soul. Mm-hmm. And he's, and then he says, I thought that's what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And she's and she's listening, and then she's she's very cold in the scene. She's she like, is. but the co- she's like, but the copy is far superior. Yeah, and she and she also says, and you show you showed me that you were hesitant to stay here. You wanted yeah. to stay with your crew, so I thought this is a win win situation. And the doctor starts going into, but I thought that we were going to end he doesn't end his sentence he doesn't he end just, his sentence no. he says i thought that maybe you, you and i and, and she's like what she had mm-hmm. no clue where he was going and that's when he realized she never was mind. she had no romantic no, love for, yeah it was a no. never mind thing um, poor but, doctor yeah it was and he says well i guess you won't need me tomorrow night then she goes no 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 you're definitely going on tomorrow night for your farewell performance yeah and he was just crestfallen at that point yeah. very sad and then we go to sick bay and he's practicing for his farewell performance and he's trying to hit this super high note he's like oh and kind of (laughs) he kind of you know goes too high can't quite reach it yeah i I was like ouch it hurt my ears a little bit uh balana comes in yeah comes in yeah and he wants balana's clearance code to delete his medical database this is how desperate he is like he and she's like you sure you want to do that if you give one of your fans a heart attack, you won't be able to resuscitate him, which is another dig, <laughs> another dig a la the doctor by, yeah. by Bellana, your beloved. I laughed so hard at that. Yeah. And no, he needs more space in his matrix to expand his musical subroutine so he can sing Tinku's composition. Mm-hmm. Because if he can sing it, she will see him for the artist he truly is. And Torres looks at the doctor and says, look, I don't know what's going on, you know, between you and Tinku, your girlfriend, but I can change all the subroutines you want, but guess what? You're not going to be you anymore. Mm-hmm. And that sort of rests that, on him. That yeah. makes sense to yeah. him. Yeah. That hit, that hit, that hits home. Yeah. Cause but, that's really what he wants is to be yeah. an individual. He wants exactly. to be, have, have the qualities of a, a of a human. Mm-hmm. So we go to a, a planet shot again. Is this is the this same the, one? Yes. Yeah. This is the one where I wrote yeah, the cityscape one that, that they did yeah, not spend much, much money it. on. Yes. We're in the theater now. The doctor's in a tux. Yeah. And he says he can't sing Tinku's song. Right. Uh, but he'll sing an aria about lost love. A instead. Neapolitan ballad about yes. lost love, about his yeah. lost love for Tinku, clearly. Yeah. Tom and, and Neelix are seated together. And you two must have had a heyday sitting up there, filming, joking around. I was so jealous. I was like, where's Harry? Well, I'm sure we Harry did have wasn't fun. there. I know you had fun that day. That must have been a fun day for you. And Janeway's there by herself. So the only Starfleet crew we have are mm-hmm. Janeway, Paris, and Neelix in this final performance. That's the only ones that love the doctor. Clearly. And, <laughs> and Seven's and the, pissed at him, so yes, she's not She's going. not there. And um, Janeway's emotional in this scene. She, she wipes cries. away some tears. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Tinku yeah. does introduce And it's a beautiful ballad, by the way. It it's, is. It's, a really, it's, really it's very beautiful. moving. It's nice. Um, 
but the Komar don't like it very much. They're like, nah. yeah. And you know, when I think about that, when I was watching that, I started thinking how much of Italian art and culture that Bob was able to showcase on our show. If you think about this, like all the operas and things like that. And, yeah. You know, he really was able to get that in there, which is, something yeah, that which is very, no one else got a him. chance to do, I think, you know, yeah. so good for him. Um, she wipes away tears. The new improved hollow matrix comes out. Tinku introduces uh, the hollow matrix that she d- programmed and he starts singing so well, he can sing, um, bass and soprano and yeah, male voices like, and, and female oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah it's all yes. over the place but it's at really... one point that you can hear male and female voices coming from him at the same time so it's like yes. he's, he's singing two voices at the same yes. time which yes. nobody can do that performance terrified me by the way yeah, it was, was it was scary but it was scary the komar loved it the oh, komar loved it jane way paris and neelix are just kind of looking around like okay well clap i guess uh yeah. you know there's a little nervousness there but it was a little scary watching that performance yeah. for sure go to the ready room the doctor appears uh in janeway's ready room and asked to be reinstated <laughs> and he wants to delete all of his musical subroutines he doesn't want to sing anymore he wants to get rid of that part of his program and she says no you can't get rid of that yeah just like seven said you know you wouldn't be you yeah. unless unless you keep all of you and um so she says no and he leaves but the doctor does get a little reprimand first right when he comes in yeah. to give her that formal request to be reinstated she goes so you've come back with your tail between your legs yes. kind of thing. <laughs> so uh but yeah Janeway basically says i want you to stay the same way you are with all your subroutines musical subroutines included so mm-hmm. he's happy about that we go to sick bay yeah and and the doctor is watching his mini hologram again, the mm-hmm. little, the little mini projector. And then he kind of slides it into the trash off yeah. his desk and it, and the camera pans over to seven. I love that. How shot. many shots do you think they did that? To I don't make know. Him I... Make it into that bin, you know? So it was great. He, really, really cool. Yeah. Definitely. Seven comes in and, and reads. Well, she says, I have a piece of fan mail for you. And the doctor is like, well, I don't want to hear it. Forget about it. It's like, well, I'm going to read it. So she reads it. And basically, um, it's very touching. It's, it's it is very touching. Even though that you may not have enjoyed, you, you may not have thought you did the best performance, but there's still people that really care about you and think you're you're very talented and I am your biggest fan. And the doctor asks, well, who wrote that? And she says, seven of nine, tertiary adjunct of Unimixture, zero one, whatever. So it's a really touching It's very touching sweet. Ending. Yeah. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. a very sweet ending and wrapped up that, that storyline nicely with seven and the doctor. And after she leaves, he goes back out into the, uh, the, sick main, bay, part of sick bay, the yeah. main part of sick bay. Mm-hmm. And we see him starting to sing. I've been working on the railroad, the railroad. again. Yeah. Back to the beginning. So. Nice little bookend scene right yeah. there. Right. Yeah. I, I yeah. agree. I agree. Okay. So there you go. What's your lesson from this one? I, I kind of had two lessons, I guess. I wrote down that one lesson is the ego can be easily tempted. Like yeah. that's a lesson for all of us is yeah. to keep our egos in check and, yeah. you know, getting sort of buttered up and, and praised and stuff can easily go to your head. And the other lesson I got is fame is fleeting. I think yeah. for so many people, not just Star Trek actors who, 
you know, do a show for a few years and feel like you're on top of the world. And Mm -hmm. luckily we have Star Trek fans that keep this, this, you know, franchise and, and the actors that have been a part of it alive through fandom. But a lot of people like athletes or pop stars or whatever, like, or even even in business, I guess if you work for a company and one you know one week you could be the the hero with the project you've you know found a solution for, and then you're just back to being a uh, you know one of the regular company people. So fame is fleeting in lots of ways in our lives, and so those are the two lessons: the ego, check your ego, and remember that fame is fleeting. It's really easy for things to get to your head. I think yeah. as human beings, it's really easy. Yeah, That's a great lesson. And I wrote Famous Fleeting as well. Um, never change who you are to try to impress someone else. Be yourself. That was a yeah. lesson that I had. Because a lot of times, man, I mean, that that ending scene where he's with Balana and he's just asking her, he's so desperate to have what he wants to show her that he's, yeah. that he has value or that he means something or that he's important. And, and, Boy, he thinks he has nothing. to be something else. Yeah, so be yeah. more than he is. Yeah. When he's no. just perfect the way he is. Yes. Everyone is perfect the way they are. They don't need to sit there and change, you know, 15,000 yeah. things about themselves in order to yeah. impress somebody else. Right. Yeah. I mean, and if that's the, if that's the way you have to go about life, boy, that's a miserable existence to constantly try to, to kind of looking for the approval of others. Oh yeah. Like what, if I do this, is this what everyone's going to dig? Or if I act this way, is this how everyone's going to like me? Boy, that's just not the way to live. So yeah. yeah, So my lessons like yours, famous fleeting is one, but really most importantly, my lesson from this is be yourself. Yeah. And, and love yourself and know that you, you are enough as you are. Yeah. Great. mm -hmm. Yeah. Ratings. I am going to give, this my rating is 7.3 oh 7.3 what is yours interesting well you know i love musicals and this is a musical episode it does have pretty much everybody in it It does um there was a lot of laughs in it it hit a lot of the bases for me so i'm going to give it an 8.4 i really like this episode and paul williams come on Paul oh yeah that's see that's a plus there love Paul. Uh, i'm going to say before you open it up before you open it up i'm gonna yeah. this is my new thing i'm gonna say my my heart rating and then what i think the average rating is going to be okay. okay so i think the average rating on this is going to be 7.7 okay um, yeah uh, just under eight basically and what was your rating 7.3 7.3 yeah Okay, the Admiral and Captain's average rating for Virtuoso is 6.7. It's even lower. I wonder why did people not love this episode? I really enjoyed it. I thought Bob did such a good job and Kate was phenomenal. I'm a solid eight or nine on this. But you love music. And so so there's a lot of music in here. And I like music as well. But, you know, it's also hard for me to watch an episode where our holographic doctor, who is a program, is, is basically dealing with falling in love with this way. I mean, just it, a lot of it. I was like, come on. Yeah, you, know? you have so those, was, you have those. I still have those, those issues. Things yeah, where that just like, you don't want to go there. I don't want to go I there. I don't mind. I don't I, mind you're that You're okay at all. with that. That's okay. I don't mind. In fact, I love it. I love it's it when fine. 
technology becomes more humid, when Vulcans mm-hmm. become more human, when Klingons find their humanity or yeah. humans find their their Klingonness. I like I like yes. when we f- we start to see others in ourselves that we have parts and, of. Who and they I are. like that too when it's when they are people that are flesh and blood, you know. And they get this yeah. goes all back to the whole argument we've had or discussion we've had since day one of the Doctor wanting to have recognition for being sentient and being a, a his own being. But again, he's not flesh and blood, and that's always been my my debate in my own yeah. head. You know? I know, so, I know, you've got that. Well, I yeah. still give it. Eight point four. Okay. Work. I love. What did you it. say again? Six point. What's the uh, average rating? Six point seven. Dang. Wow. I thought it would be higher. From the it's a musical. Captain Musicals, Captain. you know, not everybody loves a musical. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay. okay. Thank you, right, everybody. Everyone. Yeah. Thanks for tuning in. Join Robbie and I next week when we discuss the Voyager episode Memorial. 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 Will you remember what Memorial? Will you remember I, what Memorial was about? What do you I think? will remember. Okay, cool. <laughs> Patreon patrons, please stay tuned for your bonus material. <laughs>